It's the Dat Cast. It's the Dat Cast. It's the Dat Cast. D A C C C A S T. Cause I said it's a Dat Cast. It's a Dat Cast. It's a Dat Cast. Dat Cast. D A C C C A S T. D A C C C A S T. You're listening to Dat Cast, produced by students of Danville Area Community College. And now your hosts, Kaya and Keegan. Yo, 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 it's Kaya and Keegan here from the basement of the Clock Tower. Here on DACCast, we get to know the familiar faces we see all over campus in hopes that students at DAC and members of the community get to know each other a little better. With that being said, we are here with a member of the Admissions and Records Office, Mary Jo Gentrop. Very nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have to tell you, I'm very flattered that you asked me to be here. (laughs) I'm following some very important people. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely made one of the shorter lists for me. I I wanted you to come on here. No, seriously, I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm flattered, so thank you for having me. And I've watched all the DAT casts, and they're wonderful. They're really. You you guys are doing a great job, and it's really neat. I hope you can work your way right through DAC. Yeah, of course. I, that's that's our that's plan. That's the plan. Yeah. We're I hoping to. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, introduce yourself and tell us what your role here at DAC is exactly. Okay. Um, my name is Mary Jo, and I've worked here for 16 years. Um, 13 have been in the records office. Three years prior to that, I actually worked in the registration office and decided to become a stay-at-home mother with my two youngest children. So I quit and then came back later. And so 16 total is what I've worked. And right now I've been in records for 13 years and um, I enjoy it. It's yes, a good sir. job yeah. here on campus and I really enjoy it. Yeah, so what does a normal day look like for you? Um, we are in charge of mostly transcripts, which means grades, incoming, outgoing. Um, we actually receive transcripts in from other colleges for students, um, high school transcripts. Uh, We are in charge of uh, recording attendance information and grades from the instructors. And um, I work on commencement and graduation. So that's the biggest part of my job. Yeah. There's two of us in the office. There's another record specialist. Her name is Susan. And she does the grades and the attendance part. I assist. We're, we're cross-trained on everything, but her main job is the faculty and the grades and uh, recording attendance, and then I do more of the graduation side. Gotcha. I see. Yeah. You've had to deal with me a few times in your email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nagging you for a transcript or two. That's okay. Um, that's one big reason why I wanted you to be on here today is because I think basically most people have come in contact with you, whether that be, you know... Um, in person or virtually or mm-hmm. anything like that, you know, everything DAC runs because you guys in that office do your We're job. We're kind of the start and the end for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like everybody at this stage in their life being in college has to deal with the transcript at one point or time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So. And a lot of it is dual enrollment now. There's a lot of students that take college before they're actually a college student full time. Yeah. And so those, and a lot of times students don't understand, you know, are those part of my transcript? Yes. When you take a dual enrollment class that you're creating a college transcript at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they kind of find out later that, oh, yeah. I should have done a little better yeah. in that class or, oh, wow, I don't remember that, you yeah. know, <laughs> happening. But yes, yeah. yes, they do. Gotcha. 
So take us into your background. You got your associates from DAC, correct? Yes. So what was that time here like? What were some of your favorite professors, if you remember some classes? Um, I was a first-year college stu- or first-generation college student. Mm. Um, so college was kind of new to me, um, but I really liked it here. I, I didn't see myself as a four-year college kind of person, especially mm-hmm. right out of high school. It's kind of shy. So coming here was a little bit easier yeah. for me to deal with. And so um, I was a student here full-time for two years and got my associate. And I came right out of high school, and I was also a student worker here. And I worked for the Marketing College Relations Office, and I worked with Chris Cornell, who is still here. And then at the time, it was Terry White, who is the marketing director. But I love being a student worker. I mean, it helped you learn campus, worked around your schedule. It was the first time I had really worked in an office setting, too. It was in the marketing, so I answered telephone and did filing, and I did some running around town from delivering things. And it just, it kind of got me associated with an office setting Mm -hmm. and I knew I really liked it. And that was my major. Um, I graduated with um, uh, medical office procedures to work maybe in a medical office. It was kind of what I thought I would do, but I never actually did that. So I've worked here most of my career. You said you were pretty shy, right? Yes. So how have you had to transition from doing that to being one of the frontline people that people come in contact to in the college? Well, it's really just about years of dealing with people. And it wasn't easy at first, to be honest. And when I worked in registration, someone would sit right next to me and and get registered. And, you know, you'd have to have a conversation with them. (laughs) You know, it was kind of, you know, I was young myself. That was my first job. And so, um, you know, it was kind of a learning curve then. But it's funny you asked that. I sold Tupperware for three years. Oh, really? And that oh. will get you out and about. Yeah, that's it the sounds kind of yeah, silly, and part. some people are like, "What's Tupperware?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's this stuff. It's plastic yeah. kitchenware that uh, has been around forever. And so when I first did that, I was very nervous, and I would have to get up and talk in front of rooms full of people and. I remember the first party I ever did, I was so nervous I couldn't even breathe. I had to remind myself, you know, when you talk, you have to breathe. <laughs> but that kind of got me a little bit more um, acclimated with talking to people. And so when I came back the second time working in records, it was a lot easier. Gotcha. But that was the probably the biggest um, social connection that I ever had with people was doing that. So that has helped a lot. Plus, you just the older you get, the more mature you get. So. I do have to ask. Okay, so I was driving in Champagne, and okay. I saw on the back of somebody's car, you know, like they have like the 31 bags or the Sensi. It was a Tupperware one, and I, it looked pretty old, I'm not going to lie. When when was this Tupperware craze when they used to sell <laughs> these things like those, um, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this was a long time ago when it started, 50s and 60s. Is when this first started. Yeah. And people would have home parties, and it lasted a long time. I mean, I didn't sell it until... Gosh, the 90s. Wow. And so it was still going on. And I don't know how things have progressed since I left. I haven't sold it for many years. But um, it's a thing. And people get together. And I wouldn't say just women. Men do it, too. We had a (laughs) Tupperware salesman. Really? Yes, and his name was Woody, and he did not look like your average Tupperware person. (laughs) He had kind of longer hair. He looked like he just came out of the 60s, and I just, I I enjoyed him. Yeah. But I I couldn't imagine what his parties were like. But, (laughs) you know, anyway, it was fun, and I love the product. That's kind of why I decided to sell it. My kids were little, and I was a stay-at-home mom, and I wanted to do something on the side. Yeah. But it it was very good for me to be more social. 
Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. You, you didn't go door to door? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> and the worst thing I ever had to do was make cold calls, which oh, you had yeah. to call, hey, would you like to have a Tupperware party? Oh. Yeah. You know, and so at the parties and stuff, I would try to get other people to have parties. But I'm that kind of person that I'm not real pushy. And yeah. I'm not like, you know, in your face kind of. So I'd be like, if you want to have a party, just let me know. I was always like, just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to push it on anybody. Yeah. And I got plenty of parties on my own. So yeah. it was fun. I have to say it was That's fun. And I have a lot of Tupperware in my house. <laughs> yeah, when I when I hear Tupperware Tupperware salesman, I picture the scene from Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, that. I have goodness. seen that. When yeah. he, he tries to show how, like – indestructible they are and he backs a car <laughs> yeah it. yeah so that's what i picture but yeah. it's that's pretty it's pretty tough stuff yeah <laughs> it's lasted a long time i still have a lot of it left yeah <laughs> interesting yeah. i didn't realize it was that long people ago. would yeah. bring their old bowls and show how old they were and i don't still have the lid but i have the bowl and, yeah and the colors were crazy yeah. they were brown and yellow and green olive probably. green yeah oh yeah they've been every color in the world <laughs> yeah so you worked here for three years and then took time off when your kids were born. Mm-hmm. And you worked at Catlin High School, correct? For I did bit. work at Catlin High School about three years, and uh-huh. that's when my alma mater went to school there. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I graduated from there. I became the secretary whom I loved for years. Her name's Doris, and I became Doris, the secretary, <laughs> and got to know a lot of the kids. Mine were yeah. little at the time. I had My daughter was not even in school. She was in preschool, and then my son was in kindergarten when I started. So, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So what's the difference? I know you probably had a different role at Catlin than you do here, but what's the difference um, between working at a college and a high school and kind of a similar position? Well, age groups, of course, <laughs> you know, you're working with 14 to 18 year olds yeah. in high school and, you know, mothers and fathers and, you know, <laughs> very true, yeah. still attached and, you know, things like that. And yeah. I, I was one of the truancy people, so I would have to call if someone oh, didn't okay. show up. And yeah, yeah so I would. <laughs> fun job. I would sometimes ask the mother, where's Joe at today? Oh, I thought he was at school. Hang on. <laughs> no. Put the phone down. Oh, he's still in bed. I'll tell him to get up and, co-, you know, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. But I would say maturity level, you know, people coming here. Um, typically are by themselves. They're students now and adults. Mm-hmm. And um, in high school, you know, still have the parents hanging around a lot. And um, I, I just, I'm from Catlin, so I knew a lot of the people. So yeah. that was different. Here, yeah. you know, it's bigger town. I don't know everybody who comes in the door. So it was more personal when I was at Catlin mm-hmm. yeah. on a personal level and then the younger kids. And then here it's just, you know, it's adults. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have people coming back to school that haven't been in school for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're older. Yeah. Their kids are grown. They want to do something different. So yeah. we have a lot of different age groups here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the main difference, I would say, yeah. from my, Catlin. Three of my brothers graduated from Catlin, and their graduating classes are like, what, 20 students? Yeah. Like 19, 20 <laughs> yeah. students well, per class. Well, we've consolidated. Yeah. Now, your brother's Tad. Yes. I, Tad was there when I was in when I worked there. Oh, really? So I know your brother. I don't okay. know your younger brothers because they were not there yet. Yeah. Um, but I know T- Tad. So I didn't know if you knew that I knew who you were. Well, yeah, <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. Because your daughter was a year older than me, I right. believe. Yeah. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I did know. Yeah. That's, that's where cool. I got some of my intel from. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Inside so. source. Yeah. So you you were going to say something about your brothers. Not necessarily. Oh. Just how, like, at Catlin High School, you deal with, what, 60 students, 20 per 
I yeah, right yeah. Now. There was when I worked there. It was just Catlin. They've yeah. since consolidated to Salt Fork, and so it has made it a little bigger. But Jamaica School was not very big to begin. It's it was like your high school, little. My high school, we're talking right. thousand people in the oh, towns. Oh, well, that's my like <laughs> tiny little town. But, but my, your school was bigger. Yeah, my oh, graduating okay. class had about two hundred and sixty well, kids in it. Yeah, um, probably the average class when your brother was there was probably about forty. Yeah. 35 and now it's maybe 50 yeah. 60 with Jamaica. So how does that compare to working at DAC and overseeing an insane amount of students? Yeah. Well, you just have to be a little more organized and and my role is when they actually go to graduate. You know, I don't admissions does more of every student coming in the door and all of that. Mine's more at the end when they're ready to graduate. And that doesn't include everyone. Yeah. Um, students may just come here two year a year and transfer out. Maybe not have a desire to get an associate degree. You know, we try to keep them around long enough for that, but um, sometimes they leave before they get a degree. So I would say, you know, the percentage of students that actually graduate is in 20, 30%. Really? Mm -hmm. And that's not saying that they just drop out. It's just they're here for a class or two or they've transferred on before they get a degree or whatever. So by the time I get my group that I'm working with, we're talking three, four hundred probably, which is not, you know, a ton. Mm-hmm. That's but really I, interesting. I've I just keep, curious keep about organization and spreadsheets and, you know, all that fun stuff. So yeah. it, the hardest part actually is getting the word out that you have to apply to graduate. Do you want to, yeah, that. do you want to plug that? Because we're, we're in that position <laughs> okay. now. So, so yeah. no, you tell me first before I say anything, how would you receive your degree at this point? How far are you? Are you a semester out? You're just a semester out, aren't yeah, you? This yeah, this is our okay, last so semester. Okay, so have you applied to graduate? No. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't know I needed to. See, that's part of the issue. Yeah. So basically there's just a form and okay. it's going to give me your name, how you want it on your diploma. It's going to give me your major and your current address, phone number, how I reach you. And then we run a check of all the classes that you've had and make sure you're going to earn your degree. Because believe it or not, sometimes people lose track of the classes they've had or they've mm-hmm. withdrawn yeah. and they get this far and they think I'm good to go. Oh. They're missing humanities or they're missing that math class they forgot they withdrew. So it's not automatic and you really need to have it checked. So where do you find this form? It can be found online on the website under records. Okay. Um, I also have paper copies in the office. So if you'd like to come see me, you can come (laughs) over and just kind of see the office. But with, with, well, even pre-COVID, we try to get everything online, all our forms. It's, It's easier for students, you know. Because they don't always know where to go. They don't know where my office is sometimes. And yeah. Sometimes their advisors tell them, and that's great, and they fill it out while they're there. But, yes, everyone needs to apply to graduate if you're getting close. You learn something new every and day. And if you can do it prior to your last semester is better. Because okay. that way going into your last semester, if you're missing anything, we oh. can you know, we can get it in there before it's like, oh, you got to na- take a summer class or you know whatever. Yeah. And that happens. So that's basically – if they don't apply to graduate, but they have all of their credits and everything, and they meet all the requirements, what happens then? They leave with 60 credit hours. Not an associate's degree? Mm-hmm. Nope. And in fact, I'll have creditors in different places call to verify. And I'll have to say, well, they've earned enough credits to suggest they have a degree, but there's nothing Whoa. There's nothing conferred. So basically, they just left without getting a degree. They wow. may have thought it was automatic or whatever, but they never really contacted us to say, hey, I never got my degree. 
is this happens a, all the time. I was going to say, is this a big <laughs> issue how that happens every year? It does, yeah. Now, we can run reports that show students that are close and maybe kind of catch them, but we'd like it to be, yeah. I'm getting a degree. Yeah. I need to do something about yeah. it kind of thing. So yeah. believe it or not, that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we've had some people leave without degrees that really should have gotten them. So what's the next step? When they can't get it, do they have to wait until – like the end of the next semester and take no. more credit hours? Well, no. They, once you earn it, you earn it. So let's say you had 60 and you left. If you catch that or we catch that, then we just basically at that point graduate you. Okay. Wow. It may not say whenever you went here, you know, May of 2021, it will say whatever semester we're currently in mm-hmm. because we get credit for that. Yeah. Um, the college gets credit for all of our degrees and certificates that we issue so if we issued you one two years ago we didn't get credit for that gotcha so you'll still get your degree it'll just say current okay which is no different you still get your degree yeah so we would like to get that word out there if you're ready to graduate you need to come see me I feel like that's the difference between high school and college. You don't have morning announcements. Very, very that's true. Very true. Yeah. I mean, that is that, that is because that's a big thing that I had to pay attention to in high school about yeah. graduation. So. We used to advertise around campus. Kind of got away from that for a while because we didn't feel like people were, you know, really noticing a whole lot. But yeah. you know, this the way this year's been, it's just been crazy. And I think we need to kind of, I don't know, somehow get the word out a little more. Yeah. And advisors yeah. do a good job yeah. letting students know and everything. Sometimes they forget. They'll say in your first year, hey, don't forget, when you get close enough to your degree, you really need to go apply. Well, it could slip your mind or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I remember seeing it advertised in, like, November or something, and I thought it was applying to graduate for December. So I, I even asked my mom. I was like, is this for me? <laughs> she was like, I don't think so. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't want – you feel like it's kind of early, but really it's never too early. Yeah. One semester might be a little early, but, yeah. you know, two, three, four semesters later, yeah, get in here. We'll check you. Yeah. Make sure. Because you do forget sometimes yeah. there's a class missing. I heard you're a really big Bears fan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I love football. <laughs> <laughs> love football. I know. Aren't you sorry for me? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the quarterback you should have drafted is playing in the Super hey Bowl. Hey, now. I love Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. He's my Mahomey. Love him. No, I. Uh, Bears are great. Bears are great. Have you always been a Bears fan? Um, mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, years ago, when I first discovered football, it was back in the early – no, late 80s, when there was a player, I don't know if you've heard of him, but his name is Joe Montana. Uh-huh. Playing. Never he, heard of Joe Montana. He, <laughs> he just did it for me with football. I just <laughs> loved watching him play. And so I became a Joe Montana fan. And then I gradually just moved into football in general. And now yeah. I, I've been a Bears fan probably since the 80s. Right after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, right after they were like <laughs> one of the best teams of all time. Yeah, no, I've always loved football. That's really my sport. Yeah. Gotcha. Did any of your kids play sports? Did your son um, play football Yes, or my oldest son, Andrew, played high school football. Okay. And he also, well, he played soccer up until he got in high school, and then you had to make a choice. You had yeah. to either play football or soccer because it was at the same time. Mm-hmm. They didn't let you do both. Yeah, so he chose football. Mm-hmm. He was a kicker, actually. Was he really? Yeah. And they didn't let him play both? No. Oh, wow. Uh, so he chose football, and um, he was kicker. He did um, he played office and defense too mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I love watching him play. Yeah, I love football. Did I you like watching soccer? Yeah, I didn't know a whole lot. My husband and I both, when our kids started playing, Andrew was our first, and we just didn't know a lot about it. But we learned with him, and he became a good soccer player. I think he could have definitely played 
uh, high school and beyond if he'd have stuck with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just chose the football route, and that's really all it was for him. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And so you also opened a, a small business, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, yeah. six wanna, months ago. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, my husband kind of always had an idea that he'd like to own a business of some sort, didn't really know what, and then um, we watched some buildings in Danville, just different ones that were on going up for sale, and noticed the old Brantland Pharmacy, mm-hmm. which is where we are, and he thought that would be a cute place for ice cream shop, yeah. and it just kind of came to us. I mean, we've always been um, big on ice cream. We travel a lot, and then we always find ice cream place. You know, we love ice cream. Yeah. So we thought that would be a good place to have it would be downtown, and that's what we decided to do is ice cream. Yeah. So, yeah. And you said you opened it six months ago? Yeah, back in August, uh, right at the end of summer. We had bought the building and did a lot of the work ourselves, and it took us a while because we both work full-time jobs. And um, so we got to a point when we were ready, and, of course, COVID was full-blown at that Mm -hmm. point. And we're like, should we? Should we wait? And my husband's like, nope, we're just ready. Let's go ahead and do it. And we did kind of a soft opening. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gave us something to focus on and look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of why we decided to go ahead and do it and, and open when we did. And um, we didn't know a whole lot about owning a business. We just kind of went in there, what we knew, and been nice to people. And they've been great to us. And yeah. it's been really fun. It's mm-hmm. been really fun. So what are you? operating hours and stuff like that uh we kind of are on we decided to stay open through the winter which is different for ice cream shops in this area and so we thought well let's just try it and see and so right now we're on winter hours and we do pretty much three to seven during the week and then saturday and sunday we do two to eight and that's just pretty much enough for winter yeah once spring rolls around and summer will be open more there'll be more people out and about but that just being past when it got dark and stuff at night just wasn't, you know, past yeah. 7 o'clock, it just kind of died. Yeah, definitely. So we're just there for a couple hours now. And there's a significance behind the name, right? It is. It's named Laney's Ice Cream, and it's after our daughter Laney. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of, as a family, tried to decide what we wanted to call it. My husband kind of had that idea. He likes the personal names of places. Yeah. And so he liked Laney's, and so... It never occurred to me to name it after one of our children, and so I said, "Andrew, Evan, are you guys say, are you guys okay with that?" I was just about to say that. How does are my Andrew boys? Evan I'm like, are, and they're like, "We don't care. <laughs> we really don't care. We just want to eat the ice cream." So yeah, they were fine with it. Yeah, yeah. and our daughter was flattered. So, Aww. Yeah. yeah, and she does work there from time to time. Oh yeah. So if you come in there and she's working, you get to see the Laney, the Laney working at. Blaney's. Wow. Yeah, I told you I drove by it last night, and it looked really cool with the lights that you had going on. Yeah. And then I, I was driving down North Vermilion, like at the very end, and there's just so much potential for that downtown area. Yeah, it really is. And I is. just feel like if there could be more restaurants open or stuff mm-hmm. like that, that it could just develop a lot more. Is that something Definitely. that you see in the future? Oh, we would love to see that. Oh, um, that would be so nice. Yeah. We get people in there asking all the time, do you guys have food? Are you going to have food? When are you going to serve food? <laughs> we just don't really have the room yeah. and yeah. the time right now to do food. But, you know, um, a restaurant would do wonderful down yeah. there. And and definitely restaurants are like the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, something starts getting built up and you notice construction. Mm-hmm. You're like, ooh, 
is that a Russian? And then you find out it's a car wash. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why? We don't need another car wash. <laughs> so, you know, food is its whole, a whole nother, you know, realm. But that's kind of why we just decided to do ice cream because, mm-hmm. you know, if we didn't have full-time jobs, maybe, but that would be a lot. Yeah. And I, when I watched Dr. Berthel and her dat cast, <laughs> she was talking so. about her restaurant and yeah. stuff. And yeah. yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It, is. it is. I mean, ice cream is just enough work. For us now, I, I, you know, adding food would be a lot. But I would love to see more businesses going downtown. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was just going to say, if you're going to open a restaurant in downtown Danville, don't listen to the one with Jamie Burfell <laughs> because she Yeah, was... after that, I was like, yeah. I'm never owning a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I used to work. There was a restaurant where, she, where her heron is now. It mm-hmm. used to be called Regina's Kitchen. It was a deli. Years ago, and I worked there. That was one of my first jobs oh, ever. Really? I was sixteen. It was in the summers, and um, it, it was it was great. But it's a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of work. Yeah. yeah. So we heard that you were a big fan of the band Queen. Oh yeah. What's yeah. your favorite song from Queen, and why? <laughs> um, well, it's another one, "Bites the Dust." <laughs> but there's a story why? behind it. Okay. okay. So okay, 1980, and the song came out. Okay. I was seven years old. And so what was big back in the 80s? Roller skating. Have you guys ever seen a roller skating rink? Okay. So (laughs) I recall from my childhood going roller skating at the Line Ice Skate Land. There was even one down in Georgetown, too. I don't remember the name. Uh, But whenever you would go roller skating, they'd play the big songs. And there was this song that came on that I'll never forget. And it was was another one like this. And it touched me then, and I didn't know why exactly. But now that I love the band and know about them and know all their music, I understand that that was just like, destiny (laughs) for me to love queen and so that's my favorite song so you didn't that didn't like describe your skills at roller skating no well i I was decent i'm coordinated i can skate (laughs) but no no i thought that would be a good song to play at my funeral okay i told my kids hey remember that so when (laughs) i'm gone play that as people are leaving wouldn't that be fun no seriously because i mean it's on here for good now so no it has to be played yeah so no i think it i think that would be fine yeah it would be a kind of an uplifting thing because it reminds you of me oh she loved that song and then you (laughs) know the words maybe like an acoustic version whatever (laughs) not whatever (laughs) you know but it'll be a long time for that so who knows if queen will still be remembered but i got to see them in concert Oh, really? A couple years ago. That was my highlight. Yeah. How was that? Of course, minus Freddie Mercury. He's passed on. It was awesome. My kids went with me, Andrew and Lainey, mm-hmm. and um, it was great. I had the best time ever. I was in, you know, queen heaven, and I, I had decent seats. I mean, it was still kind of far out, but um, I could see the band, and it was just, it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys have a band that you feel connected to in any way? I don't know if she does. Yeah. Who's your band? Um, AJR. I never heard of them. <laughs> what kind of music is that? I don't like even know. Alternative pop. Pop. Nah. Uh, pop. It's just like more modern songs you'd okay. hear on the radio, like on Kiss 107 or something like okay. that. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Maybe but not. no, I just, I don't know. Their music is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I, I love all music. I, I Rock and roll is the best music that's ever been, yeah. 70s and 80s specifically. But, um, yeah, I love going to live concerts and, 
and I just love music. It's just one of my favorite, favorite things. You're from Catlin. You have to at least like country a little bit, right? No. <laughs> wow. No. Now, there is an exception to that. Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. For some yeah. reason, I love that man, and I love his music. <laughs> and I got to see him in concert a few months ago, or a few years ago, and it was a highlight. I was like as nervous as I could possibly be. Really? And then he came out on stage, and it, yeah, you're like a groupie kind of thing. <laughs> but he has got one of the twangiest, countryest voices ever, and I don't like any other country music. But really? I love Dwight Yoakam. Interesting. But that's it. I don't listen to any country. No. Wow. Rock and <laughs> the Eagles? You like the Eagles? Oh, no. I'm sorry. It was going so well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I respect your Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've been here 16 total years, and mm-hmm. you went to school here. Mm-hmm. So how have you seen this college change over time? Because I feel like as of like late as like the last one or two years, it's changed a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, online, everything. From applying to uh, registering to taking classes, that was not a thing back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you have to change and you have to adapt with the world. And, um, you know, working mothers and people with full-time jobs and, you know, night classes were a thing. But it just online has really changed. That would be the biggest thing that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and some th- people would say that's a good thing and others would say it's not. And, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's one of those changes that has to happen in order to get to the people that need it. Yeah. And some people find online classes fine and learn just, you know, fine with it. Um, both of our kids are in college right now. Our son's at the U of I and daughter's down at Indiana State. And they have had both online and in class, and they prefer in class, um, but they've done well with online. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just depends on the student. <clears throat> Some people are just not cut out for online yeah. classes, yeah. but you know there there is a place for them, you know, and we have to continue to change and adapt yeah. in order for our students to complete because you just can't have a full time traditional semester sometimes. Yeah, if you're young right out of school, yes, but for others, you know, they have to be able to adapt. Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. I really like hearing that. Uh, we heard that with you and um, one we just did with Kelly Johnson too. And it's really refreshing to hear somebody speak on, like, students are first, and we will accommodate to you, and we want to see you strive and mm-hmm. be better and, right. you know, finish a degree or mm-hmm. get to where you're going. Because so. if we don't, we won't have students here, Yeah, you know. And some people have that little bit of um, pullback of not wanting to do the online classes. And to a degree, I think it is better to have them in person, but, you know, you have to change, and the world is yeah. changing. And look at all the people that have worked from home the last year. Some people probably won't go back to the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've found sure. more efficient ways to do things. <clears throat> yeah. They don't have a commute. You know, maybe they even increase their profit margins and stuff. I think some have said that it's yeah. more efficient to be at home. So mm-hmm. things are changing, you know, and so you kind of have to roll with that. Definitely. DAC, DAC keeps up with, with things. Um, we do things traditionally. There's nothing wrong with that. And then we do some ch- things that are new and changing. You just kind of have to see what's out there. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and see what our students want and everything. And from the most part that I hear is students want to be in class. Yeah. You know, if they have to be online, that's fine, but they'd rather be in class. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do miss being in a class. So yeah. Do I. Yeah, there there's something like Dr. Berthel said, you miss out a little bit. Yeah. By not being in person. So yeah. and you don't want to lose that totally. I think it's okay to combine, but you know, still have that personal connection yeah. with your instructor and your friends. Yeah. We don't want to lose that. Yeah, it's definitely I think it's better for like educational purposes and actually learning to be in person. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely ways that it's more efficient and like timekeeping and stuff to be online. But right. Right. Um, and so kind of with that, what do you have any personal goals for your career or in your field or what you see yourself doing? Um, I would love to be either retired or working full time in the ice cream business. Yeah. In the next few years. I love being here. And I love the people I work with, and I have to do a shout-out to my office because they're the best office on campus. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. We have the best. Margie, Timothy, Carrie, myself, Susan, and Stefan. And um, sorry, what was the question? I've lost Do you track. have any goals for your oh, career? Um, well, I mean, not really goals other than I'm just always improving. Yeah. Um, you know, commencement's changed over the years since I've had it. And so, you know, we are always looking for ways to improve, ways to look different, um, ways to get people to apply to graduate. So yeah. I'm, I don't know that I have goals as far as, you know, too far in the future, but I'm always improving, always trying to think of ways to, to do things better. And, of course, the person I'm working with will, you know, maybe be here longer than me. And so just telling her everything I know and yeah. getting her along, prepared yeah. for that Passing if I'm not the there knowledge. just to do everything at that point. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But I would like to be either close to retirement or um, working full ice cream yeah, someday. Because I, I have other things I like to do I was, besides work. Yeah. yeah. Not another 16 years? No. No. no, no. <laughs> Love Doc, but no. No. I, I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just had one more question before we wrapped up today. Okay. What would you give, what advice would you give to somebody who's opening a small business? Oh, um... Make it something that you enjoy doing okay. or enjoy being around. And um, try and think of all the things that could go wrong or um, things that you want to try and try them out ahead of time if you can before you actually open. And the workers we've hired have been wonderful. So, you know, hire good people that are around you that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, six months is not a long time. I'm still learning myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, Have you had to learn any of these things a hard way? <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, my husband is the main one. I mean, yeah. I work there and I'm doing things, but he's the, the brainchild behind everything. And yeah. he's, he's the, got the head for business and he knew that's what he wanted to do. And he's done a great job. And I'm just kind of following and mm-hmm. assisting. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm doing a few things and I've come up with some of my own ideas and different things, but yeah. you know, he's the main one and, and luckily we get along. So, <laughs> you know, it's always a plus. Yeah. yeah. It's going good so mm-hmm. far. We are now going to shift into our rapid question segment called DAC Attack. One, two, three, four. I mean, that's it? Dogs or cats? You had to start with that one, didn't you? (laughs) 
It should be easy. I can't. You got to pick a favorite. No, I can't. <laughs> I have one of each. Yeah, Kaya. I know. I could tell. My dog's birthday's on Friday. Oh. Cats. <gasps> oh. I hope your dog doesn't listen to I this. I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, mornings or evenings? Evenings. Bohemian Rhapsody or Radio Gaga? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I agree. Sweet or savory? Sweet. TV or books? TV. This one might be the most important. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer. Beach or mountains? Beach. Eat in or dine out? Eat in. And this one I came up with, and I'm most excited to ask. Mitchell Trubisky or Jay Cutler? Mitchell Trubisky. Really? Yes, because I liked, <laughs> then I hated, then I liked, then I hated Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mitchell all the way. Is it just because you've always hated Mitchell and you haven't had to decide? No, I. Mitchell's great. Mitchell's great. He, it's not his fault. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's the coaching, okay? I'm just going to say it's the coaching. It's not Mitchell. He'll be here next year. I said it. <laughs> He's coming back next season. Okay. I said Alrighty. it. All right. All right. So ready? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We had a lot of fun. And I'm so glad that I could get you onto the show well, because it, I was so excited. You have really flattered me, both of you. <laughs> and I appreciate it, the time. And I had a lot of fun. And yeah. I was nervous. But I hope you can't tell. And, <laughs> no. You know, it's just me. And I followed a lot of great people. So you, yeah. you guys did a great job to make me sound tad bit interesting. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank the you Dat so casts much. have been wonderful. I swear, I hope you get through the whole college. Yeah. I mean, it's we'll great. Try. It we'll really is interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm so grateful to hear that. You yeah. know, we have at least a few listeners. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Dat Cast with Kaya and Keegan. Stay classy, Jaguars. <laughs>